welcome to the No Picks After Dark podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. Today, we have a very, very special guest. This young man, um, he, I've noticed him on Instagram. That's where I first found him. You know, he's playing and playing great music. And I listen to his music. It's like a little REM, you know, just indie, just really laid back music. Remind me a little bit of Doors, a little, you know, Van Morrison a little bit. To me, that's, that's my thought. Um, but he's a local guy. And that's where we're talking about local, 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 and supporting local. And without further ado, Mr. Waylon K. Smith, how are you doing today, sir? I'm great. How are you? Good, 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 good. And I just really, really appreciate you coming on the No Picks in the Dark podcast. Uh, could you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yes. Uh, my name is Waylon K. Smith. Um, I'm originally from, uh, I grew up in South Central PA, and uh, I live in Hamilton, Northeast Baltimore. Uh, we moved here, my wife and I moved here uh, almost exactly two years ago. It was the beginning of May, two years ago. And uh, the world was a much different place. Um, but yeah, we've we've lived here ever since, and we love it. Uh, I've been writing music probably since I was fifteen, um, and uh, yeah, I've I've been performing since then um, with different bands or solo, and uh, yeah, I I love I love making music. So what made you guys move to Maryland or the Hamilton area? Just curious how um, it all came about. My, my wife went to school, uh, University of Maryland, and then um, her mother and sister live up in uh, Bel Air, Kingsville area. And um, we both grew up in PA, uh, that part of PA. And... Uh, you know, we were looking to buy a house and we were like, well, do we want to stay in this small area? Maybe we should move out. And we talked about different places and uh, Baltimore came up and I was like, yeah, that's, that's like my favorite of the cities around here. That would be great. Her family was out here. So um, she found the place, she found the area and um, yeah, we looked around. The house was great. The area was great. And um we love it. And even more so after meeting people and, uh, you know, experiencing the, the community, um, it's very, very close. And, uh, we like that. It's, it's great. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we, less, like I said, we're definitely supporting all local and you're a local artist. So we definitely am very excited to have you on the show. So when you were in high school, did you play in a band when you were like playing music and did you play in a high school band group? Like everybody always wanted to play in a like a group in high school. Sure. Like garage uh, band. Was, yeah, yeah. 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 So what about you? <laughs> yeah. Um, I had, uh, I didn't play in the band. Um, but I, uh, I did have a couple little bands with friends in high school. Uh, one, it was just, uh, me on guitar or bass. Um, and my friend on guitar or bass, we would switch and then uh, a drummer and we would, uh, we'd practice a couple times a week. You know, we played at church a few times. There was nothing, uh, nothing serious. But I mean, you know, that's how you get. That, you you got to start just playing on bad equipment and just kind of figuring stuff out. And it was fun. So going back a little bit, yeah. When you started, so who was like a good musical influence on you? When like, what made you really get into music? Like, sometimes it's 
somebody's parents or an older cousin or a family member. Yeah. Or like you're into music. You just know you love music. What was that influence as a young child? You know, say you're 14, you're doing your thing. Like who was around that that you modeled yourself all after? Um, both of my parents are uh, huge music lovers and it was, they always played records for us. And, um, I always loved that. And, um, I, I really loved music from an early age. Um, when I was very young, I took violin lessons, um, with, uh, it's thing called the Suzuki method where it's all ear training. Um, so it's not actual note reading. And, um, that was cool. And I, I thought it was what I wanted to do, but I didn't, um, as a kid, I wanted to be climbing trees and I didn't get that. Oh, you're not just going to be awesome at it. You have to practice a lot. And I, I, young Whalen did not like that. So, um, around the time, uh, middle school hit, uh, you know, you start feeling emotions, um, you know, deep tortured emotions. And, uh, my dad played me um, Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. And it was the first time where I sat down with the lyrics and went through it all as experiencing the music for the first time with the lyrics, reading them for the first time. And he, you know, he was like, yeah, this is how you have to do it. You have to sit here and take it all in. And after going through that whole, you know, thing, a bunch of lights clicked on. I'm like, I want to do this. Um, like I felt so, I don't know, overwhelmed with emotion. And, and like, I just went on this amazing journey. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was like, uh, I want to be a part of this world. I want to, I want to, I want to put this stuff into the universe. I want to create. Um, and that's, that's what really got me down that road nice now I, I could be wrong but if my memory serves me correct that pink floyd album if you match up with the wizard of oz yes. it works correct yes see ding ding see? ding there, there you go and it's so. so cool um yeah i remember being 15 and seeing them like announce that on mtv like you know, Kurt Loder is talking about like, oh, if you play it here, it lines up. The band says that they didn't do it on purpose, and it's the whole mystery. And but uh, so yeah, I got an old VHS copy. I lined it up. You started on like the third roar of the lion, um, on like the MGM lion. You start the uh, album then, and it, it it's there's some amazing ways that that lines up. At um, that's awesome. That's that, that's yeah. awesome. I. I... I just remember that when you were talking about it, it's just the first time I heard that was in college. Okay. And I remember sitting with friends and we watched the whole thing with the music playing. And yeah. What what a psychedelic situation that was. Oh, yeah. I, I remember that. I definitely remember that. I remember I invited a I invited a girl over for like a first date and like that was it was watching that. And uh yeah, that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> we were like 15 so my parents living it. room you know <laughs> i get it i get it hey vhs man i get yeah, it man. that's the, that's the real that's the real struggle right yeah, there. yeah man <laughs> now, how many instruments do you play um mainly i am a singer and guitarist um I, I think i'm a singer first and i wanted to 
I play guitar because it's that way I can perform just by myself and not, um, you know, I don't have to have a band if I don't need to, but, uh, also I play, uh, you know, piano, keyboards, uh, bass guitar, drums, um, a little bit of accordion, a little bit of a banjo. Um, yeah. What now this is, this is a question I'm just yeah. this came on my mind when I'm thinking about this. I've heard very different stories from many different people. What instrument do you think is the most important instrument that can basically propel you to all different instruments? Is there one that's Ooh. out there? Because I've heard that the piano, yeah. you learn that, that it's a gateway to other instruments that's a little bit makes it a little bit easier. I've heard that. I don't know if that's true or not. Um yeah, I I uh I agree. Um it's I'm terrible at math, but I do understand some of the mathematics of music and the way the keyboard is laid out linearly. It really makes sense. And I didn't get that. I took piano lessons in middle school, um, but then quit. But then I took um, a music theory class in high school. And once I learned, you know, like, why is an A minor an A minor? And like seeing it on a piano and then like connecting that to other chords, it I understood other instruments through the piano keyboard, if that makes sense. Once makes I sense once I made that connection of how it makes sense on a keyboard, I was able to be like, oh, okay. And this translates now to, you know, the banjo. Okay, so well, you know, that's how my mind made sense of it. But yeah, absolutely. I think the piano is it and so many different instruments are modeled with a keyboard um like an accordion or then like the synthesizers or you know everything it's uh yeah thank yeah i just i just thought about that <clears throat> now what are some of the things that have inspired you to, to be a music songwriter because that's a little bit that's, that's you know to be a songwriter that's pretty cool yeah i mean that takes some talent i mean i, I mean i can't write a song so like <laughs> What inspired, like, what happened, like, how did you learn how to do this? Was this a good gift that you had, or just you had a lot of things that you wrote stories or poems when you were younger, or um, how did they work out? I think, I think it evolved. Um, I think um, in, like, eighth grade, I had a uh, tumultuous breakup, uh, and I wrote a poem to express how I felt. And I was, uh, I, I wasn't, I was, you know, I was more into sports then. And so it was really weird for me to write a poem and I just sat and wrote it. I didn't show it to anybody. I was a little embarrassed of it, but like, I just kept reading it and being like, man, I it didn't make me feel better, but it made me understand what I was feeling. And that was huge to me. And I think it just kind of evolved from there. Um, I started writing more and more poetry and then, um, because I was also listening to music at the time, um, it very quickly went to, Oh, I want to, I want to sing and write songs. But, um, it's, it's, for me, it was music is my emotional release. It gets me through, um, you know, my fears and anxieties and, you know, what, whatever is in the world I can I can exercise it um, through music and specifically with lyrics. Um, I know some musicians, they can really say a lot with their 
instrumentation, but um, for me personally, that's a secondary and it's, it's, it's the lyrics for me, but uh, yeah, so it was, it was an evolution from, from being, you know, a sad eighth grader to uh, (laughs) taking that spark of the, the emotion that it created. And, and again, being like, I want to put this into the universe. I want to, I want to be a part of this. And um, so I really, I learned it just by listening to all my albums with the words and seeing like, okay, okay. So it's like a verse chorus, verse chorus bridge. Okay. So that's the format. I'm like, well, not everything has a bridge. Well, why is that? Uh, I don't know. Um, so I would just kind of analyze that way and um, just kind of develop my, my style through there. And yeah, just nice. a lot, a lot of just sitting in my room, listening to music and just trying to make sense of it. And then uh, going from there. So I, I didn't go to a lot of parties in high school. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, nothing wrong with that. You no, said something no. that was very important. You said, <clears throat> that music is, I mean, to me, it soothes the soul. Yes. And that's something that you kind of mentioned on it. And just thinking about when this whole pandemic happened. Yeah. And <clears throat> I mean, I'm working from home and, you know, I play, my, I play, I play music that makes me relax. Yeah. And, and the, well, you saying what you're saying, that totally makes sense to me. Yeah. It totally makes sense. Yeah. Hope our listeners understand them also. Um, I'm sure they do. And well, and to to go with that too, like you know, listening just listening to music is is such an amazing. I mean, music music is magic. I if if you know whatever the closest thing to actual magic is, I I believe that music is that. And um, I I, I was going somewhere with that, and then I just lost it. So no, yes. You're fine. <laughs> Yeah, it'll come back. It'll come um, back. So what trials and tribulations have you had planned and like just planned it in the music industry? Like as far as like, you know, fast forward a little bit. Yeah. Like what things have you run into where you're like, I can't believe this happened, or things that you've learned that you could just give advice to other people? Um I've had not too much, not too many bad times. I've never gotten um, you know, like stiffed for payment or anything like that. I've never had any um, physical issues, but I think, I think the biggest thing is uh, competition. And I don't mean that like with other like contemporaries, uh, like friends who are musicians or any other Baltimore artists or anything. I don't feel like a, like personal competition, but just like, man, the world is so small and it's anything you do it's so hard to stand out because we are all looking through the internet, which is just the entire world. And so many just specifically, even with musicians, I mean, the internet is so full of musicians, the, um, you know, indie indie folk singers are full of bearded white dudes with guitars. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is, um, (laughs) And, um, so, you know, it, it, it's tough to stand out and, um, yeah. So I, I I've like, like I said, I've looked at your Facebook page. I've yeah. looked at your, your Instagram page, all the social media, and I've noticed you play all over Maryland and then PA, you have some gigs in PA. Yeah. How did you reach out to all those networks? How is it, how did that happen? I mean, 
I'm curious, say if I'm just a music guy, like how did you network and make those things happen? And how did you hear about these type of things? Just being in, being an artist, how did you hear about that? Uh, there's a couple of different ways. Uh, I mean, with each, just being out at shows or playing shows, you're going to meet one or two connections. I'm sorry, there's a dog barking in the background. Uh, I have two beautiful beagles and she wants to come in right now. Hang on one second. No, no. Yeah. As far as um, reaching out to, uh, to connections, I mean, any, anytime you're out in the music environment, you're probably going to meet one to two new people. And um, from there you can usually find some connection, whether it be a, a show or um, just someone to reach out to or, um, yeah, there's that. I'll, most of it is just searching online for things in your radius uh, and then emailing them and saying, hey, do book shows? Here's what I have. Check out my my site. Stream it. Let me know. How does that work? I mean, if you have like, uh, like I've heard, now this is for comedy, but I've heard like if you have, you got to bring like four or five guests to get, you know, maybe paid an open mic or something like that. Yeah. I don't know if that's with, with music. I don't know if that's with music. How does that work? Um, music open mics are a different thing. Um, that's pretty much just a uh, come as you are and play. Um, not going to get paid, but it's, you know, it's with other musicians and it's a great way to network. Um, but yeah, a, a lot of, a lot of places, one of their first questions is what your draw is. And, you know, it's tough when it's not that big, but if you don't have a big draw, then hopefully the quality of your material is good enough that they'll be like, I like your stuff. Maybe we'll uh, let you open for someone. Um, nice. And that's, that's a great way to kind of step up. Um, Cause I, I mean, I love, I love opening. I love headlining. Uh, I just love to play. So it's, it's whatever. What, now, what place has shown you the most love? <clears throat> and I said, okay, hey, come back, play anytime. Um, you just, you're, you're killing it. Like, <laughs> love your music, you love it. I mean, I'm, I'm not cherry picking any businesses, but just, I mean, just, you know, are there three or four places that you always think about? Like, I love going there. It's just the audience, the audience, the vibe, they're always vibing to me. It's always a great atmosphere and you're always on. Yeah. You know, is uh, there a place like that? Yeah. Uh, I'm, lucky right here in hamilton there's a ton of really good businesses and restaurants and um uh recently charred city has opened up they are a pizzeria and a tunisian cuisine uh restaurant where uh, clementines used to be on harford road and um they do they have two cool little uh window cubbies um right at the storefront and they uh they'll do uh live music in those. So you can do a nice, small, um, intimate performance, which is great. And, um, I played there a few times and they have a very successful open mic, I think on the second and fourth Thursdays of the month when there's not a pandemic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but follow them if you're interested. And, uh, it's, it's a great, it's a great night. Everybody has a good time. It's a, variety of styles and um it's just fun it's, and it's mostly people from the area so it's it's cool seeing how much talent is just sitting right here in uh, northeast baltimore 
it's very uh it's inspiring the owners are in music aren't they from they have a music background yeah yeah um, okay. C- okay. cindy is a singer and songwriter and i think her husband yes i think he plays some guitar I think you said he played okay. guitar too, but yeah, yeah, they're both they're both very into music. Uh, there's a piano in there actually, which okay. is a really I've, cool touch. I've never been there. It's just a confession, I've never been in there. That's all right. And I, I, I need I need to get there. I definitely need to get there. There, there's there's a couple of places that we're still uh, we still need to check off our list. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about your music style. What type of music do you play? And let's talk about your, like, it's all about you. Just, yeah. What's your music style? What's going on? If I turn on Waylon K. Smith, what am I, what am I hearing? What am I expecting? Um, it's your turn to talk. Go ahead. Yeah, man. Um, I'm very comfortable with different um, genres of music, but I think everything I write from, I think at least starts as like a folk song. Um not really like a like Peter Paul and Mary, but more like, um, well, like you said, like REM or uh, like early David Bowie. Um, so it, it kind of starts from that feeling of, um, you know, telling a weird story or 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 really trying to really trying to um, pick apart an emotion and really deconstruct it, which I think is different than say pop, which um which is still awesome but um you know they they try to try to take a more universal feeling and give it to you in a new way and (laughs) make it stick in your brain forever which is awesome um again music is magic that even that's even possible you can you can take themes and distill them down to three minutes and uh, it's wonderful but uh yeah so I, i I start from like a folk aspect and kind of go from there. Um, I'm very much inspired by um, REM, David Bowie, Pink Floyd, Radiohead. Um, I like to, I like to sing loud <laughs> and with nice. a, with a high voice. Um, nice. Um, but yeah, but so a lot of my songs are, I like science fiction and I write a lot of science fictiony things. Um, but I also like kind of writing like a dark love song or, um, I don't know. I like to approach things differently and try to see the profound in the simple, um, I guess, which I think is something I've learned more and more as I write where when you're younger, you, try to make things more complicated because it makes you feel like you're better. Um, (laughs) And, you know, you realize like, you know, there's, there's, you can say a simple thing, but make it true and make it profound. And that will be, I don't know. I think it'll be more meaningful than um, trying to prove how clever you are. which I have been guilty of many times. <laughs> have you, have, well, have you ever like, and it's funny, you're, it's weird. I'm thinking about to myself and I'm like, and I don't want to miscategorize it. Yeah. But it it kind of reminds me of a little bit of a little Nirvana green day, early days. Sure. Yeah. Is, is that wrong? Is yeah. that, I just, I'm trying to think it's like a, a music in that genre, like of how, cause I grew up on Nirvana 
Green Day, things of that nature. Yeah. Um, and so I always remember like just when I come around and, yeah. dun, dun, you know, and, you know, team spirit and all that stuff. Yeah. So and I'm thinking Angst. about what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're talking about that right now. Yeah. And what kind of like, what kind of audience are you going for? Like, what's your, what's your core? What's your target audience that like my, you're going my, for? My mom. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Although my, okay. pa- my parents do, do love my music very much. And I'm very, very lucky uh, because of that. Um, great family, great family support. Shout out to mom and dad. Yes. Um, thanks guys. Stay safe. Stay inside. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I really, I've never had like anyone that I've been trying to reach out for. Um, it's more just, I'm, I'm writing music for people who want to really listen and digest it, I guess. Um, obviously I, I want my songs to sound good and be memorable as well. And that's, that's part of it, but, uh, it's, uh, to have a connection, um, with the lyrics is something that I think, um, I think not everybody listens to music to really live inside of the song and, you know, see all the great stuff in there and really, um, pick it apart. But, uh, that's kind of kind of who I'm writing for. Um, people who listen you, to music like I do. Do you think it's a lost art? Because I remember listening to music in the uh, late '80s, early '90s, all the way through '90s, and it was always a story. There was always lyrics. There was always a telling story of yeah. it could be anything. And now I feel like music has the most a lot a lot of music has gone away from that. Yeah, uh, it's more like you said, it's poppy and like jingly yeah. and whatever sells sells what it sells down instead of really telling a story about something that really makes sense to the person. Yeah. And so I, I don't know. What are, your, what are your thoughts on that? I think that I don't think it's a lost art. I think it has shifted from the forefront. Um, uh, I mean, you look, you look in the eighties and pop music was um, very different than it is now. And, and the nineties, and it was a lot more, um, it was darker, I think. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I think it was, I think it was darker and I think it was more, um, experimental. Um, you listen to some of the bands from the eighties now and be like, how, how would that, how would that work now? Like how, how did they get famous? Um, <laughs> just from like, say a look like, you know, uh, you look at some old, um, I love the talking heads, but I mean, <laughs> uh, you look at some of their old videos, like, man, they're wearing like sweatpants. Like, right. I don't know. I don't know. But, and that, that's a testament where, you know, real, real art is going to connect and it's going to find, find its place because it's, it's amazing. But, uh, you know, I don't know if the talking heads would be on pop radio now, if they were starting no, now. I don't think so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I think, <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think new music to me, it feels like it's more about the production than about the actual, um, emotional communication. And there, there's, there's a lot to be said for that too. Um, promotion or promotion. Yeah. Production is, uh, an amazing art form that, uh, I don't get, but I luckily know some people who are very good at 
<laughs> now, do you tutor and, or, and teach music to people, to like children or adults? I do not. Um, okay. I don't think I would be a good teacher. <laughs> right, at least you know. Yes. At least you know. I, uh, at least you know. Yeah. I, uh, I, I have some friends who teach and um, I, just, I don't like that. Yeah, it's just, it's not my, not my personality, but uh, it, teaching is hard. Teaching is very, very hard um, in, in no matter what you're teaching. You have to understand the mind of the learner. And sometimes I come across as like, just, just do it. Just, just play it. I don't get why you're, and I forget that I was in my bedroom for like a week straight, just trying to learn that thing. And um, so, yeah. All right. So I know we're in our uncharted waters yeah. society right now. Yes. So, you know, as a musicians, how do you promote your music now? I mean, you, there's no, we're in a place right now where we don't know when restaurants are going to open. Yeah. We don't know if they're going to be at 25%, 30%, percent capacity. Yeah. We don't know. How do you promote your music? So, I mean, I guess, you know, what do you think going forward? How do you think, you know, how are you promoting right now? Um, right now, I think the main way to promote yourself is um, through um, just playing live on social media which I've done a few times. I have some friends who are doing it a lot more and they're, they're doing really well with it. And it's, it's really great. And again, it's inspiring to see um, people donate to people who are playing live and um, people making a community out of it. Um, I think, I think the arts have always had to evolve to try and figure out how to make a living out of it because it's never been a straight line ever. Um, and um, it's really interesting seeing, you know, the quarantine happen. And then immediately it was just like, everybody's playing on Facebook live. And now that's a thing. Like it just, it was a shift. Um, and the, the, the ingenuity of humans is, is wonderful. We're wonderful creators. and. Um, yeah, adaptability is is awesome. No, I've seen like uh, I follow a young lady who's in our area also named Ellen Cherry. Yeah, and uh, she okay. So I don't know yeah. if you know, and uh, she plays a lot of Facebook Live mm -hmm. gigs. Uh, she does. Uh, she plays some of her original music, and uh, then I've seen her do uh, where certain air venues like Austin coffee shops or a coffee shop somewhere around somewhere else. They're having live music play and yeah. that person picks up. And so I, like you said, it's been so um, the creativity is, is off the chain with art right now yeah. because things that you guys are doing, I'm sitting here like, wow, you're ahead of the curve right now. Yeah. You're on it right now. This is the how, and to be honest, you know, I know everybody wants concerts coming back, but I don't I personally, it's my personal, I don't see it coming back right away. So I figure out, you got to figure out how can you get your music out and, get a bigger audience and this i mean let's be honest facebook live facebook is the biggest audience you ever get yeah <laughs> you're sure. a millionaire you know yeah um are you are you promoting a lot on facebook to get people to you know or are you joining other people or like yeah you can um when they play live um 
you can there there are some groups there's like the quarantine is it quarantine music group or something but you can do live shows to them and they have a whole audience so it's not just your friends that you're reaching out to it's more of a it's a global thing which is really cool and i've done that a couple times um you can set up an event like a normal show and like invite people and kind of just kind of make sure they all log in at the right time um i haven't been really good with that lately but um, I'm looking to to get back into it. Nice night. Nice. That's cool. That's really cool. So, if you could look at your younger self, <laughs> what would you say? What would you like? What would you say? Like, you know, the way you're living right now, like, like how would would you, your younger self like? How did you get here? Or you know, yeah. What, what, what would you or did your younger self think? I'm, I'll be a rock star in ten years. <laughs> like, what did you? What would, I mean, what do you think? What would your younger self say now about you looking in looking in? at yourself right now reflection what would my younger self think of me now yeah um what would what, what, what they think of me right now <laughs> <laughs> um because it depends on the age but we'll, we'll go for when i was uh eighth grade uh, ninth grade eighth grade, ninth grade okay yeah. um wow wow <laughs> but this oh, is it's, it's always a stump. It's always a question. Wow. Everybody's like, "That's a tough one." That's wow. But you got to think about it. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a, you think about yourself. What would your younger self say right now? Yeah, like, I guess eight, eight. Okay, eighth grade. I wasn't completely full of myself, so I think I would actually listen to my advice then. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think I turned out pretty well. Um, and. Uh, Yeah, I think I was just just really getting interested in writing then, so it would be cool to uh, cool to know that I ended up uh, getting out of the small town and um, and and still making music and music that I I like and that um, other people like as well um, and that yeah, which yeah, I mean when you start writing it's it's you know that whole imposter syndrome you know where you don't actually feel like you're a writer um until you i don't know you you figure some unattainable goal that makes you a writer or like you know what makes you an adult uh it's just the same thing um so it would be cool to know that i'm still doing it then and and then i do actually consider myself to be a writer and that's that's pretty cool i, I think oh. young me would appreciate that and uh I would probably tell him um, where my wife was growing up and say, Hey, go, uh, go talk to this girl. You should meet her earlier in your life. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool though. That, you know what? That is the first time I've heard that on that question. Hmm. Go find, go to a couple streets over. You're right. There. I like that. <laughs> Shout out to the wife. Shout out to the wife. Yeah. My wife, Shannon, she's, she's wonderful. Um, we, we grew up a town apart. And uh, never knew each other. And she was actually even friends with my cousins. And uh, didn't meet until she had was in her 30s and living in Baltimore. And, wow. Yeah, it was wow. weird. Here we That's are now. Weird. Yeah. Here we are. And here we are in the T1, T1, 4. <laughs> <laughs> so rapid fire. You got oh, yeah. all the hard questions out the way. Woo. We got all that. But rapid fire. Hit what, inspire, what inspires you every day? Um, 
I don't know. I think my honest, and this sounds really cheesy, but I'm gonna go back to my wife. But I, I honestly, my relationship with my wife inspires me because it's something I never thought I would achieve, and um, it's something that I want to keep going and uh you know get get better at and um so I, I think every day a lot of my decisions are based on how that affects us as you know as a family as partners as as husband and wife as friends as a household and i think that that now inspires me um yeah nice all right your favorite songwriter <sighs> that is a great question and i i'm glad i looked that one up first because uh I would definitely respond with a, uh, and then like forget <laughs> every songwriter, but, um, yeah, it's only, only one, and only no, one, I, your I, favorite I one. have one and I didn't think I would be able to, but, uh, Damon Albarn, who okay. is, um, he's a singer and songwriter for blur. He's also, uh, the singer and songwriter from, uh, the gorillas. Um, oh. and he's <clears throat> got a ton of projects and, um, he just, he is very prolific and it's, it's just like everything he does, it sounds effortless and like, Oh man, even if it's like a bunch of weird lines strung together, it's like, Oh man, that's cool. Oh yeah. He just, and watching him perform, uh, he's yeah, he's, he's incredible. And, uh, probably, yeah, he's my favorite songwriter. And I think he's very underrated. So then your favorite music group then, Probably or singer, probably Radiohead. Okay, best crab cake in Baltimore. Um, uh, that one I am still the jury's out a little bit because I've only tried two places, but okay, both places were awesome. I have had the uh Box Hill, um, which I think is up in Bel Air, Bel Air, um, yeah, which is great. But in Baltimore, I have had Cocos and it was glorious. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to say Cocos. Okay. And their steamed shrimp were amazing too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Best brunch. Best brunch meal. Uh, Silver Queen. It's popular. It's a very popular one. Yeah. Flats or drums. Drums. I'm a I'm a musician, so I'm going for drums. <laughs> 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 favorite, <laughs> your, I like that. I like that. That was not nice. Your favorite venue to play music in? Hmm. I played at the Auto Bar a couple times, and I love the Auto Bar. Um, so I'm, I'm going to say the Auto Bar. Solid. That's yeah. Solid. Auto Bar. Like it's, it's a great place. I would. Uh, after I graduated, a friend of mine moved to Baltimore, and I would come down. Maybe once a month or maybe every couple months I'd come down and uh, we would just like go down on an eighties night and just dance and forget the rest of the evening. And it was so much fun. And then uh, years later when I was, you know, doing more performing, I ended up playing there a couple of times. So I, I'm always, I'm always kind of in a good mood there. Cause it's like, oh, it's cool. I'm on like the other, now I'm on the stage. It's, it's cool. And it's, awesome. it's, it's, that place has got wonderful charm too. So. And I've seen good shows there, and it's just I'm, I'm gonna give it to Autobar. Okay, I love Autobar. Yeah, so that's a great one. What is the best advice you've ever received? Um, probably like 
everybody like to be be professional um, and be serious and earnest about what you do, but don't take it too seriously. Don't, uh, especially with music, don't uh, let the the hard parts get you down because you know you're supposed to enjoy living. So don't lose yourself in that. I like that. Yeah. Now this is time where you tell the audience listeners your contact info, social media platforms, where can we find you? And then we talked a little bit before we got on the mic about, also talk about that, that music area, uh, garage that you talked to. Band, ah, band camp. I'm messing it up. Band camp. No problem. Let's talk about you get, you, it's time for you to plug info, band camp, social media platforms where we can find you. Come find me on the internet. I'm very easy to find. And, uh, uh, well, let's talk about Bandcamp. Um, Bandcamp is a really cool platform to those who don't know about it. Um, on the indie music scene, it's pretty much, I think, the best platform to uh, sell your music on. Um, excuse me. Where most sites um, will only make like MP3s available, um, you can actually get the real uncompressed files on Bandcamp. Um, which doesn't matter to a lot of people, but I think that that's awesome because, you know, it's, it's all of the information you can get it. It's not compressed, um, to play through Facebook. Um, so if you want to listen to the whole thing on, on good headphones or good speakers that, that is, is available. Um, Bandcamp also takes the smallest cut, which is great, uh, money wise. And, um, they've also been doing, uh, Twice so far during the quarantine, they have waived their fees. So on that day, anyone who buys your music, you get 100% of it. And that's that's cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, I would, I would say go to Bandcamp, look for Waylon K. Smith, and you can find my music there or most likely your favorite independent artist there as well. And uh, it's a great way to support um yeah independent music financially um but you can also find me on pretty much all of the uh streaming platforms spotify um the other ones yeah itunes apple music which apparently is two things um yeah, <laughs> it's it <laughs> like wait, wait a minute. It, is. it definitely is. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, so I'm I'm on all those. Uh, it's uh, again Whalen K Smith, and um, if you want to contact me, uh, I probably use Instagram most. Um, you can find me there at WK Smith Music, and that's also my uh, Facebook address or whatever so uh yeah you can follow me on those i post new things there i uh i'll tell you about my shows when they're available right now i don't have too many on the calendar but uh, uh as far as i know artscape has not been canceled so uh i will see uh but i <laughs> I, I am i will be playing artscape so nice. look for me at artscape yeah, the um, I'll have to shout out to the um, Baltimore Promotion of the Arts, um, who run Light City and and uh, Artscape. They do a uh, 
a uh, competition every year uh, where they do performances at the Hard Rock um, in the Inner Harbor, and then the um, the winners will get to play at a uh, Light City and Artscape. And I I was one of the winners this year. So congratulations, yeah. congratulations! That's a um, local local guy for Hamilton, folks. <laughs> Doing big things, uh, trying to, but, uh, so yeah, as far as seeing me live, that's my next official, um, spot. And, um, yeah, I think that's at YouTube. I have some live videos on YouTube. Um, actually I have some, I have a show, some live, more live music coming for YouTube. Um, I, someone just sent me some videos from a recent performance. So I'll be uploading those soon hear it here first um nice exclusives exclusive no picks <laughs> exclusive <laughs> um but yeah you can you can reach reach out to me on uh any of the social media platforms um i'll respond if you have any questions and um yeah i would love for you to listen to my music so uh yeah my Solo EP is out now. It is called Stereo Flame. It was uh, recorded in, mostly in this room in Northeast Baltimore. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's pretty good. I have a cousin. I'm going to have I'm gonna have him connect with you. He uh, was in a band and they went to LA. Oh, cool. And it didn't, it didn't work out too well, but he does. Uh, he plays a bass. So he's uh, he loves love, playing love, the love the bass. Is he, he is he still bass. in LA? No, he moved back to Baltimore. Oh, he's cool. uh, doing comedy, doing comedy right now. But he, him, and I were just talking about. He was like, "I just need somewhere to play the bass, man. Just yeah. hang out, and just jam out." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, and just just small talk, yeah, and not, yeah, shoot, but, uh, shoot it my way." I, I I love meeting musicians. I love, uh, yeah, I love collaborating and figuring stuff out. So yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. Well, folks, again, Mr. Waylon K. Smith, thank you so much for coming on the No Picks in the Dark podcast. Uh, you've enlightened me. You've taught me a lot about music. Listen to everything you've been talking about as far as you, you, the art of it and how you learned how to write and how you had to start with doing poems. To me, that's amazing. And Thank you. That to me, for you to tell that story and, and hopefully it inspires other artists out there who may not know, hey, you have all these poems, but you can do something with it. You know, you can do something with it. And being a writer is pretty cool. And even being a singer and learning how to play the piano <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. That Thank nature. You. and uh again um i appreciate you coming in taking time out your busy day yeah absolutely and, um you as well further ado, i know i appreciate you <laughs> without further ado thanks for coming to no picture dark podcast folks we're out have a good one all right thanks man.